Welcome to Curious About Nature. Today I'm joined by Claire Carney from Twigs Magazine. Hi Claire. Hi. Hiya. You okay? Yeah, good, thank you. It's feeling quite windy here today. My daughter is as wild as the wind. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to be. Yeah, and it's half term here, so we're looking forward to doing some of the activities in the Twigs Magazine today because I think it's going to be very much an inside door day. We've been chatting over the phone. It's really been great to kind of get to know you, and I'm really excited about the fact that I'm going to get a chance to share you and your business with the podcast listeners. Could you tell us yeah, a little bit sure. about Twigs Magazine? What inspired you to create it? Yeah, um, it was actually the birth of my son Huxley. He's six now. I felt quite powerless as a new mum and was often classed as an anxious mother. So I actually turned to kind of what's classed as alternative parenting magazines like The Green Parent and Juno. And they certainly made me feel empowered and encouraged me to listen to myself. It was also a time when I was thinking about kind of the world we'd brought our son into and my knowledge of alternative ways of living as opposed to the way society is and the status quo, that began to change and expand. To be honest, I'm quite frustrated that I'd been kind of in denial almost and angry that it had taken me until my 40s to begin to see the world differently. So Twigs really has brought me a chance to do something, to be a bit of an activist in my own way and to help others via the younger generation. And as well, Huxley's been involved in it from the very beginning. You know, he came up with the character Beba B. He checks everything. He tells me if he doesn't like something. Yeah. And even when the magazine's completed, sometimes <laughs> he'll say, I think you should have done that differently. We've enjoyed doing it together. Yeah, it reminds me quite a lot of my daughter. She loves the colour yellow and it was kind oh, yeah. of obvious to pick a name for the company. So yes. that very much came from her kind of interest and passion. I like the colour yellow myself, but it, it's that kind of drive, I think, to create a company. I can really identify with that. You know, that's one of the reasons yes. that I set up Buttercup Learning as well. I really love uh, your aims for self-care and caring for the planet in Twigs. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems to me that mental health is very important to you. Yes, definitely. I think that children need to feel empowered and confident in their own bodies and minds. Um, because children are such an explosion of ideas and imaginations and yet it seems to become dulled when we grow up. So I'd love it if children were able to kind of be and do anything that they can imagine and keep that joy and ease with them rather than, you know, society and expectations, quite a heavy burden to live with. Uh, and to be in society, it comes with a lot of expectations. I do have experience of mental ill health. I have been to the depths of my negative and anxious mind and it's really not a nice place to be. But I'm hoping that through Twigs, we can look at how we're all connected to nature, which will reinforce our uniqueness, our uh, ability to adapt um, and how we can support each other and surround ourselves with those that help and support us. And so if we can encourage children to look after all living things, then hopefully it will extend to them looking after themselves as well and each other. And they'll surround themselves hopefully with those that support them and lift them up rather than those that put them down. Mm. I don't necessarily think that schools are doing enough. They need to be setting the foundations too. Since Huxley does go to school, more for the social aspect as he's an only child rather than, but I have talked with other parents and it's been quite shocking the kind of bullying type behaviour that others have experienced and adult-like comments that have been bandied around by children and the impact, the subsequent impact on like five and six-year-olds. And you just, I never imagined that those things would have been around five and six-year-olds. Yeah. It's obviously coming from somewhere and they're taking it on board. And I know that the children test boundaries, yeah. but the way that some of some of the things I've heard, it's, it's quite disturbing, really. So to have people who are 
growing up confident in themselves and accept themselves. That's what I would like to help children with through Twigs magazine. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen it in all ages, actually, in terms of as a lecturer, many years notice, especially with teens and young adults, mm. a real deterioration in kind of resilience around their mental health, even in my own daughter and her age group as well. Yeah. You know, she's six. And it does kind of get you thinking, you know, where, where's this coming from? Is it, is it our lifestyles? Is it the fact that we're, we, we spend a lot more time maybe at work? Is there a kind of pressure at school? I haven't quite worked out where, where the impact comes from. It comes from all angles now, Yes, absolutely. That nature and that draw and being able to be outside, I think really does make a difference to everyone's mental health. When I started working from home and having the trees in my back garden around me and having that clear viewpoint of that on a day-to-day -day basis certainly lifted my mood and uh, ability to kind yes, of be more resilient with things. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I absolutely love about your magazine, it's one of the things that my daughter loves, is the fact that it's really accessible. They're quite sensitive to smell. They've got a really keen sense of smell. And we received some children's magazines from a friend. And my daughter actually had to reject them because the smell of the ink was so pungent. It was giving her sort of sensory kind of headaches. And the great yes. thing about your magazine is that it smells beautiful. <laughs> it's just probably a strange thing to say. And then obviously there are other elements of accessibility, which are a huge draw. Can you tell us a bit more about yeah. this? Basically, I just don't like the thought of people missing out. So I've tried to make it as accessible as possible by looking at the way it's designed. I'm hoping to mitigate kind of a lot of barriers. I have worked with young people who are neurodivergent. And whilst nursing, I, I was absolutely fascinated with the way that the brain works and compensates. Also, I've observed how my son Huxley has used magazines in the past. They were too full, too overstimulating, and he would jump from page to page. He's also got quite severe myopia, so he wears glasses, which again causes a lot of problems with magazines because the shiny yeah. thin paper, you know, especially, and all the information in a small space makes it really hard for him to actually uh, process the information. But basically, so all this information, I thought, well, how can I make twigs more accessible? We use a thick unbleached mm. recycled paper with a matte finish so we don't get the shine, we prevent the glare. And also when you turn in the pages, hopefully most of the time you don't see an image on the other side. So that can stop people being able to process information if they can see through something else. It's set out on decent spacing using a dyslexia friendly font. We use a lot of organic colours. Again, that's to prevent overstimulation. Yeah. If you look at a lot of the commercialised magazines, they are very bright, very stimulating. So we try and reduce that. We've also incorporate a British Sign Language sign into each one. The smell thing, I have had a couple of people say that it smells really nice, but I hadn't really ever thought about the smell of it. So that's really interesting to know because it, it does smell nice, but I've never really thought about it from like um, that aspect before. So that's that's a good thing to know. The paper also has a really tactile feel. It can help with sensory seeking because you can you can stroke it or it can help just regulate you by having something to feel whilst you're reading. Basically, Mike, the Twigs graphic designer, is just a genius. He manages to put all this information together and make it look stunning and exactly how I want Twigs to be. I kind of struggle visually, so I try and explain to him what I think I would like and he takes it, he does it, and it comes back and I'm just like, wow. So, yeah, I'm really pleased he's working yeah. with us. And So... so you know, that already sets you apart. But what else yes. does Twigs do that's maybe different from other children's magazines? It's something that I've been wanting to, to set up for a, a couple of years. And it, was only, it wasn't until I met Mike, the graphic designer, and Sal, Sally, the illustrator, that I was able to do that. But through my research, I realised that even though there are a lot of magazines that look at the environment, they look at climate change, 
there's no magazines that kind of look at the interconnectedness of all living things and the impact we all have on each other. So I wanted to bring the awareness back and look at how we all connect with nature and uh, how we can use natural resources and how they are finite and, you know, we have to respect what nature has. The way that plants yeah. talk to each other, you know, we need to talk to each other again. We need to kind of celebrate community and support. And, you know, there's that saying, isn't that it takes a, a village to raise a family. We don't always know neighbours yeah. anymore. And we all live in our own... We all have our own lives, but just to say hello, just to connect with somebody, it's, it's a nice, nice feeling to, to try and get that community back and look after each other and learn what yeah. impact we have. I also think that people need an alternative to like capitalist money making um, magazines that dominate the supermarket shelves. They've got the single use plastic tat and they make it really exciting on the front. But many of these magazines also encourage a lot yeah. of waste through packaging. Uh, and they're advertising of more commercialised products, whereas Twigs doesn't have any advertisements in and, and only sources ethical and local made gifts and toys. I think you've totally nailed it in terms of that connectedness between humans and planets yeah. and uh, each other. Definitely comes across in the colouring sheets, in the exercises, your little board game stuff yeah. that you've got. I, I love the fact that, you know, once you've finished with a magazine, you can do the board game you can then you know pass it on to somebody else yes. my daughter even said oh if we do it in pencil we can we can rub it out and give it to somebody else you know and you know for a six-year-old to say that it's great you know she's getting that idea that resources should be shared starting a wormery this year and we were talking about the difference right. between that and composting and she's like oh we can it says here we can mm. compost this. Should we do it now? And it's like, no, let's use the magazine first <laughs> before we compost yes. it. But it's just really great because it's yeah. starting those conversations in a really fun and engaging way. So, yeah, absolutely gets my vote. Talking about the characters then in the magazine, you've yeah. sort of set them up to encourage ch children to be nature champions. Do you, want, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I, I didn't really want the mm. animals to be anthropomorphised um, because children can use their own imaginations to then you know, make the animals what they would think or feel. And I've got um, the illustrator that works with Twig Sally. She is amazing. She does an amazing job of drawing true to life animals and plants, which really help the magazine. And I feel that like by learning about nature, it helps celebrate it for its own uniqueness. It doesn't need to be made into a talking animal or a talking plant. And I think that they're amazing in their own right. The things that animals can do despite their strength or their size is amazing and hopefully encourages children to want to learn more and look after them more too. The only character that we do have that is anthropomorphised is Beba B. And the reason for that, he's the ultimate environment warrior. So Beba B was actually, again, created by my son Huxley. When he was younger, he made them out of Play-Doh and he framed them and gave them as a present for his daddy. <laughs> so Beba B kind of took off. It was a word he could say really easily. And bees are often seen as scary. So I know that, you know, when my son was younger, he'd run away from them. Or if they came near him, he'd be like, you know, swatting them. <laughs> we don't want that. So. Because bees are often seen as scary, I wanted to change that notion and make Beba fun and friendly and adding facts about bees every so often as well to encourage learning. I think that's a perfect <laughs> choice. I mean, with Buttercup, one of the first things we did was a bee poster and it's still the most popular yes. item. I think it really captures people's imaginations. People are starting to really understand that, you know, insects, yes. bees, we need them. We can't survive without that population and pollination happening. So yeah. what, what activities do you recommend or encourage children and families to do, either in your magazine or other ideas maybe that you have? Yeah, um, just anything really. Just enjoy being in the environment. You don't have to be in 100 acres, you know, to enjoy your environment. It's anything from noticing a plant growing in a wall, you know, to look at how the survival instinct is there, how 
plants are desperate to to reach their potential and be what they're destined to be. And also nature-defying feats such as trees falling over that are still existing, are still blooming and surviving and are a habitat for lots of other animals and living things. You can go to places where they've got rivers and trees and things like that. But again, you know, nature can just be right in front of your eyes. It snowed the other day, actually, and me and Huxley just were, were staring at the sky for a long time just with all the snowflakes coming down and we were just in wonder and it was just beautiful how can adults use the magazine with their children just encouraging children to take ownership of the magazine and if need be explain it to your child in a way that they would understand that it's an individual you can adapt it to your child's needs and the way they like to do things we've got quite a lot of discussion points in so talk openly in an age-appropriate way and cu encourage curiosity seek to work out their answers together, actively listen to your child and their ideas with the discussion points and ask them to show you, well, how would that work? And keep asking questions to encourage them. And often I found that adults are learning from it too, which encourages them to go and have a look. And then you end up, yeah. you know, going kind of down a rabbit hole. And I think that's really useful. Just being open and honest. A lot of young children are hearing about climate change and we're understanding that eco-anxiety is starting, you know, in young children too. So it's a case of making it accessible to them and in a, a way that they will understand to reduce the fear and look at what we can do to make it positive yeah. and to, to make a difference. I always think that it's everyone's responsibility, whether you're a corporate company, an individual, a government and so on. And and then if you're a child, sometimes you can feel so small and, mm -hmm. and, and think, you know, what, what can I do? But I think there are things that can be encouraged mm -hmm. and have a go at. They're fun as well. So there's that sort of sense of, you know, doing something positive. It, it's certainly certainly what drives my family life. Yeah. I've gone through moments myself of kind of that eco-anxiety when my daughter was born. I remember yeah, having those pangs of like, you know, I really yeah. wanted to have children. Now she's here. Oh my God, what have I done? And uh, I'm sure there are other mums out yeah. there and, and dads yeah. uh, who who felt that as well. And I think for me, the way that we live our lifestyles yeah. being really important to kind of get past that and, and to have some uh, positive yeah. family time uh, and, and really enjoy it as well. What's great about your yeah. magazine is that the activities are fun. It's about immediate things that we can do. And I think yeah. the little gentle suggestions about mm. sustainability are really great. Yeah, it's just kind of putting that en environmental message in, but just kind of having it there, but not making it obvious, not yeah. making it like you yeah. have to do this or anything like that. It's just dropping little things into yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had, a, I think it was Plastic Recycling Week at school or something, and my daughter came back and told us all about it. And it was really great to sort of see her enthusiasm, you know, because my, my husband used to be one of the, the, the guys that do the street collections uh, for recycling. So he's he's worked in one of those kind of centres and understands that very much from the collection point of view as well. And he was able yeah. to, like, explain to her you know this this is why daddy's so particular about it because he wants to make sure that anything that we we get and we reuse it if possible and if we can't recycle it in an appropriate way it's really great to sort of see daughter getting excited about being involved in in doing that so on her fourth birthday she asked for a litter picker so that we could make sure that there wasn't any plastic on the street or any rubbish and she you know absolutely loves yeah. going out and doing that yeah i mean it's a great activity mm. and a lot of councils if you yeah, um, yeah. speak with them you can get free litter pickers you know which was is really good because what a great activity you're outside you're helping the environment and they're enjoying <laughs> it because they've got this thing that yeah. goes around and clips things and makes noises yeah. and, you know you can pretend to be a yeah, a talking, yeah the monsters eating the rubber so what, what activities do you enjoy then with your own family at the moment it's cycling he really likes cycling he's learned to Fantastic. ride a bike without um, stabilizers now 
So he's off. Pump tracks, uh, we go along the front. They've got to the seaside sometimes. It's getting me out yeah. more on the bike because yeah. I'm not a confident rider. So uh-huh. it's doing me some good as well. And just gardening, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging him to grow the foods that he likes. So he's got his own little planter. And he's been growing strawberries because he loves strawberries. He loves being able to like when his friends come around, look, would you like to try this? You know, this I grew this, you know, and it's just really nice. And the freshness that the other children then get, you know, they enjoy mm. it. So we're often giving out seeds and encouraging others to, to grow too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I get, so I get, I get, I get laughed at sometimes, not in a bad way, but I jokingly said that my daughter wasn't going to get any, any pets. <laughs> so we ended up buying her an apple tree instead as a pet. And <laughs> um, so that she could learn to grow apples, oh, so she could yeah. care for the apple tree. Then we'd think about getting a family pet. And uh, she gets very excited each spring when oh, we start to see the, the flowers. So We've not had any apples yet, but this is the year that they should. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to yeah. her, her yeah. sort of sense of achievement yeah. that she's kept this thing alive and it's grown and it's going to hopefully bear fruit this year. What's next for Twigs then? It sounds like you've got some really great ideas for developing this further, Claire. Do you want to share that with us? I've got too many ideas, actually. I'd love for it to be affordable for all because, unfortunately, a lot of the environmentally friendly things, you've got to have um, the money to put into it to buy in the first place. So I'm looking at implementing a scheme where, like a pay-it-forward scheme or a subsidy scheme. So hopefully you'd be able to buy one and put some money towards somebody else's who might have that option. I also want to try and get it into schools. I would like to have those schools that have a, a decent budget that can afford it to twin with another school yeah, uh-huh. to team up with and share the resources. I'd love it if people would just keep passing the magazines around. I'd also like to make it a bit more of a community feel. Perhaps if I could distribute twigs into certain areas, they could add their own uh, information at the back about what's going on in their local areas. And I'd love for it to be in the shops, not for any other reason, apart from the fact that I would love people to have an alternative option to magazines and and just to kind of try and encourage children to show that there are, you can still have a toy, you can still have a gift that's exciting, yeah. but, you know, it's a magazine that's not mass produced. It doesn't encourage you to go and buy more or to be more or to do more. It just encourages you to look at what you've got and be content and just kind of think, okay, well, you know, how else can I use it? And I can pass it on and I can share it. And yeah, that's what I would. Yeah. And I, I would love it to be in shops to be too. In shop. I think it, it deserves to be there as, you know, number <laughs> one children's magazine in the UK. <laughs> and I, I love your community ideas. I think, I think you're absolutely right. Nature and exploring and understanding environment shouldn't be something that's just tied to how much your family can afford. If those ideas happen, I think that's going to be fantastic for everybody. So hopefully that any, any school teachers watching, um, and might be interested. They can, where can they reach out to you? I'm on Instagram and Facebook and I've got my website, twigsmagazine.co.uk. We can have a yeah, chat. Brilliant. And take it from Thank there. you so much for coming to talk to me, yeah. Claire. It's been an absolute pleasure and yeah, wish you all the best well, of luck with uh, taking Twigs onwards and anyone who's listening. Yeah. Do sure you support to Claire and her magazine, have a look at her website and social media and thank you again. Thank you so much.